Just GQ, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Travel Guys, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. I honestly keep going back and forth. I mean, obviously, at this point, everybody knows that my name is Josh in real life, but you know, obviously, like on Instagram, GQ50, Just GQ has harkens back to my my blogger days, my sports blog, my relationship blog, my all of that, all of the subject matters, the the forum for free thought that I had there. So, you know, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I enjoy the the addressing y'all as my travel crew because that's who y'all are for me. I learn from y'all the same way y'all learn from me. And, you know, we're just gonna keep it going. And I just, you know, I'm just sharing my train of thought with you all on that. And in that same theme, one of the things that I wanted to try to do, you all, you guys know I play with my diet a little bit, and so I'm fully pescatarian now, and I'm going to try to make that a permanent change, with the exception of bacon, because I'm never getting, I'm never giving up bacon, like that's just like, don't be a jerk on that. Um, so bacon and fish will be the only meats that I will be consuming. Um, no pause because I am very secure in my sexuality and plus we need to evolve past that. But those will be the only the only meats that will be in my life moving forward and in that same realm of trying to get to an optimum an optimal diet. I and there's there's no sponsorship here, but I ended up taking one of the Everly Well or buying one of those kits. And for y'all who don't know Everly Well, like you have to prick your finger and squeeze it onto a, I don't know, like a, a sheet of paper, and then you send it in, and then they go through and they look at it and they diagnose, like, okay, this is what causes inflammation in your diet. It's like very similar to what Tom Brady has done to, <laughs> to drink from the fountain of youth and be 44 years old and be getting ready to probably win another Super Bowl. I should not say that because my Titans are on the rise, baby, and we are coming. But that's neither here nor there. So I, as a person who wants to remain in top, in peak condition for as long as I can, wanted to, to try this Everly Well experience. And let me tell you, it was a painful experience. And I don't mean painful in in a physical from a physical perspective, even though, I, you know, having to prick your finger, I really, my heart goes out to all the diabetics out there because I haven't, I mean, I apparently was not bleeding enough. Like I had, <laughs> had to go out and get like some of those Lancers or the Lancets. I learned that there was a difference between a Lancer and a Lancet, but the tiny needles that you can prick your finger with and that you can get the, get the blood out. I had to go out and get some of those because the two that they gave me didn't, I didn't get enough blood out. So I'm sending it. I have, you know, different samples from different days. I don't know. They're probably going to tell me that it's, it's not going to work, but who knows? I tried and maybe next time I will get linked up with an actual nutritionist because I also heard that the Everly Well test can be kind of hit or miss as far as accuracy goes. I'm certain mine will probably be off, but I just want to make sure I just want to have a, have a general understanding from a medical point of view of what I need to do with my diet so that, you know, I can keep the apps popping in the 
travel pics as I am moving freely about the cabin. So before we jump into today's episode, we're going to kick it off with a little bit of housekeeping and put some order back in how these and some structure and how the episodes are coming to life. So with the in kicking off the housekeeping, please thank you for tuning in to the travel guys to the new and old listeners. Please listen to the Travel Guides episodes. Primarily, we are listed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, equally important, please review the pod. You can now review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify as well. And then lastly, share the pod. Share the pod with all your friends. Share with people who are traveling currently. Share it with people who are thinking about traveling. Hell, share it with people who are just entertaining by who are just entertained by the thought of traveling. Send it to all of them because, and I'll go into this more in depth because one of the upcoming episodes will be the the Allow Me to Reintroduce Myself episode where I'll just be addressing the new listeners that have that have that are new to the program or maybe not even relatively new but don't even know who the hell I am or don't know why this this pod even exists. So that will be addressed there, but send it, share it. You guys do a great job of supporting the of supporting the pod and I thank you for that and I just ask that you continue to do so. That being said, you can find all things travel guides on thetravelguides.com that is T-H-E-T-R-A-V-E-L-G-U-Y-D-E-S.com there's merch, the episodes images, videos there's going to be itineraries that will be added on there, I'm giving the website an overhaul just to make it more of a value add and more of a, a destination so make sure that you are staying tuned to that and then follow me on the socials you can do so at gq50 and at the travel guides on instagram on twitter at gq50 and on tiktok at josh gq 50 as well. And as we're speaking to the format of the show, we will I heard some good feedback about the in the news. I thought that it addressed both serious and more lighthearted matters, you know, because folk be fighting fighting on planes and everything now and, and in the airports. That took that was a slippery slope. It was funny when it was an anomaly, and now it's just annoying. Like, especially given like the context of Masks, like you know that masks are mandated on planes. So wear a mask or don't fly. Like I just don't understand how people were were how there was confusion around that. That does not feel like the vaccine, which is becoming murkier and murkier by the day of its efficacy. But that's neither here nor there. And so I just it was it was funny initially, then but now it has become kind of sad. So we I'm probably going to keep the in the news in there. There will not be one today, spoiler alert. However, I will probably keep in the news moving forward just to highlight updated regulations and things that you guys need to be aware of as you all are moving freely about the cabin as well but also to share some of like the just some of the funnier things that we see in in travel you know people arguing because they got their crusty feet draped over the seat in front of them so you know which i i think is a fireable offense that's neither here nor there (laughs) but one thing we will stay with the the main event because for obvious reasons that is why the that's what the that's the cornerstone of the individual episodes the different destinations or subject matters that we'll be addressing but what is new is that when we think about why people are traveling right there are sincere travelers travelers who just you know, they don't care who sees it. 
They just want to go and explore and have these enriching experiences. There are people who want to sincerely enjoy the experiences as well, and but they do want to share. They you gonna get these pina coladas, you gonna get these mai tais on the beach. Like I'm not doing this for play play, you know. I get you know the vibes. And then there are some people who are purely vanity travelers, and there's no shame in that because one thing that should be brought to light, specifically two things currently, are that getting vaccines to travel are, is not a new concept yellow fever typhoid etc those things have been happening for some years and that is not to comment directly on the covid vaccine but it's just vaccines as a whole it's not a new concept and then two it's not a new concept that people are taking pictures and videos of their travels and sharing them the vehicle through which we share those images and videos has changed because now we have apps now we have cameras on our phones etc however Previously, it was just home videos whenever family would come to visit and or it would be photo albums or something to that effect. But people have been getting flicks off regardless. They just been bad flicks. (laughs) So to that same to that effect, the final piece of some of the episodes, I'm not going to say it's all the episodes because some of it will be some of the places that I speak to. I have visited and some I just know are popular destinations, some I'm interviewing people, so I think there will be some variance there. However, the final segment will be where to get the flicks. It will be how to get the flicks off. I'll hit you with the hot spots just so you know that if nothing else, you can eat good and then you can go into these five different destinations and you can get the flicks that are going to set the internet on fire. So that I think that, you know, that's something that will be a new addition to the pot. So that being said, I let you know there's not going to be an in the news section for this episode. So without further ado, let's go into the main event. For today's main event, we will be revisiting Puerto Rico. And I say revisiting because I dropped an episode in 2019. I also had an article published in Ebony that preceded that episode in 2018. And so today we will be going back. But I wanted to revisit Puerto Rico because I actually went there again recently, as we know, with the pandemic that continues to rage on. People were looking for alternate travel destinations as regulations continue to change and fluctuate and change by daily, weekly, monthly, whatever. And so Puerto Rico, knowing that it is a U.S. territory, and I will speak a little bit to why that is, but knowing that that was the case and that you know, being in being in Florida at the time, it was pretty easy to, to hop on down there. I decided to go ahead and do that and went there. That was actually the last trip I took prior to going on F Boy to to film in the in the Cayman Islands. And what made Puerto Rico an interesting destination this time was was specifically because there's more than San Juan. And my experience in, in Puerto Rico had been specifically limited to San Juan previously. But you have Rincon that's on the opposite side, on the west side of the of the island. And then I learned about Culebra and, and Vieques specifically. Now, I did, have, I did not get a chance to visit Culebra, but Vieques was the highlight 
of my of the trip to Puerto Rico and also probably one of the best trips that I took in 2021. So specifically, I'm going to focus on what was new mostly, and I'll, but I'll link the old episode that in the show notes. So uh, it'll talk more about food and like the, the, the context of the, of the island, even though I will touch on some of that stuff. I'm just going to focus on, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to, to drain that, that information. I'm just going to go you know, it'll be it'll be sufficient. It'll be sufficient. And I think this speaks to the role of the travel guys. Like the ambition of the travel guys has been very clear as far as I want these episodes to serve an entertainment purpose, obviously, but also I want it to be a first stop when you are looking for a place to go, when you are looking for a, a trip to plan, when 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 you talking to your homeboys and your homegirls or whatever, and y'all talking about like where, where are we gonna go, and somebody's like, well, let's go to Puerto Rico or whatever. Like, so I want somebody to to drop in a group chat. Oh, the travel guy's got an episode about this. Like, listen to this, and then let's come back and 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 create the itinerary. And in in time. I'm going to publish my itinerary so y'all can just go to to the travelguys.com, go ahead and probably got to pay a little something and then I'll, I'll plan your whole trip for you. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I want this to be a first stop and want this to be a resource, but want this to be an entertaining resource for y'all to move freely about the cabin, as I have said. So for uh, this, I'm going to start with with COVID context because that's something that is very specific. And I mentioned that that was a that was what made Puerto Rico specifically enticing and an appealing destination during during this time last year. So this is very similar. This is a Puerto Rico is a, is an international light type of trip as a as a whole. Um, and so they were definitely treating it as such during the during the pandemic as far as protocols were concerned. So again, just setting context is February 2021. And they were and you should always check the protocols before you book because they're as I mentioned, they're changing super frequently and it's hard to keep track of. And this was most it might have had a personal experience with that most recently with Curaçao, which is one of my favorite places. I love Wilmstead. I love Curaçao as a whole. And it is just a beautiful destination that has not been widely talked about and people don't necessarily know and they don't, they're not going there and, and beating it to death. So, <laughs> you know, no shade to them. Um, but, <laughs> but that is not what's happening with Curaçao. However, I was supposed to go down there for one of, for one of the homies, uh, birthday shout out to Penn. And I learned that they had changed their, Regulations from requiring a COVID test 72 hours in advance to requiring one within 48 hours. And so I was, it was honestly a, a fire drill type of trip. And I ended up not getting my COVID test results back until well, until after the trip had ended. So there was no way that I was even going to be able to, to get there. And had, again, spur of the moment initially because I, I didn't know that I was going to if my schedule would permit me to go. However, this is just an example of of being able to properly plan. You need to know when by when you need to have your your COVID test because some of them are have time are time restricted in when you take them and when you get the results. So you gotta need to make sure on that. And then also being able to plan properly about when you can get your your results back or if it's even feasible because rapid tests as we know 15 minutes, you can get 15 to an hour, we'll call it. You can have your your results to you. But PCR, which is what I ended up taking, is supposed to be between two to three business days or two to three days. They'll tell you possibly one day. This took about four or five days for me to get these results back. So there was absolutely no way that I was going to be able to make it. Luckily, when you book flights, 
you can cancel within 24 hours. So that is exactly what I did. However, with with Puerto Rico, how they were handling COVID, that you they you had to have a PCR test specifically within 72 hours in order to enter, and they had an 11 p.m. curfew. Currently, today with with Puerto Rico, their protocols are as follows: for mass events, they're requiring proof of vaccination and a negative COVID-19 test. I'm not sure how many that are, that was taken within 48 hours of the event. I think that I'm not sure how many of y'all are going down to, to Puerto Rico to attend concerts or something to that effect. So that's not as applicable. However, what is applicable are restaurants and establishments that are serving food and drinks. You have to require they require proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test within 48 hours so you could get tested right before you go down presuming that it's a weekend and then you're good for the for the entire weekend but all passengers arriving on domestic flights are required to show negative COVID-19 tests this can be either an antigen test or a PCR test but that result must be within 48 hours of the arrival time regardless of vaccination status and this is something that I think that there are two things for context. One, I'm I personally am I'm I don't know which way to think about the the vaccines. I'm just going to keep it a stack. I think that that everybody's trying to figure it out still, and I have not I don't have enough information to draw a conclusion on that. That being said, I think that making sure that you have up to date tests, which also have been a little fluky as well, because we know that there have been a lot of false negatives and what have you. I think that that is a uh, is a, is an up to is a very recent way to verify your your status and so they are also requiring kids from two between two and 11 to wear masks in public areas as well so just so you know what you're what you're working with when you're going down there and i think some of the the reason here is due to infrastructure like it's very easy for some of these islands and some of these smaller territories and countries to be overwhelmed if they are if they are flooded with tourists who have covid and then you and then people leave hopefully because you could get stuck there as well i'm actually not one actually yeah you you definitely would get would get i don't know because you don't have to have a COVID, a negative COVID test to fly back into the states because you're already in the states. That's an interesting. That's something I might have to follow up with y'all on because I don't have I don't have the answer on that. Um, but that that is that is interesting. I will say that the um, and what I'm I'm having a stream of consciousness right now. I've been you know sipping a little bit of Blue Moonlight Sky. Also may or may not have taken an edible. So you know we just let's just go for the ride. <laughs> um, but with um, what what I was saying was, or what I was thinking through, I should say, was the fact that whether or not you have to have a COVID test, typically when you are traveling internationally, the U.S. requires that you take that you test negative within 48 hours of reentry into the United States. What I am unsure of is whether or not that is necessary coming from Puerto Rico, understanding that it is a U.S. territory. However, it is not. A continental territory, so that is something that I probably need to to figure out, and and I will do that. The last piece on COVID protocols in Puerto Rico is that there's all businesses are closed from midnight to 5 a.m., and that is in effect until February, where I presume there will be a reevaluation period. So those are at a at a high level, not even at a high level, very specifically. <laughs> those are the, the COVID protocols for Puerto Rico. But as I mentioned, I would implore you to go back and check constantly. You can do so on the Puerto Rico 
website and all of these you can you can honestly look at you can get information from the the CDC website. You can get some even though the CDC is telling us everything these days. You can you can look up the specific territory or country websites. Those will be the ones that in this case discover Puerto Rico, like or they'll be discover Finland or discover Sweden or whatever. Um, and so you can go and look look the, look that information up there. And then they're also U.S. centric resources as well where you know from whether it's an embassy website or what have you that will be able to tell you what the what the protocols are and i would just i i cannot encourage you enough to just stay up to date on the newest information because things are changing so rapidly during this trip to to puerto rico i stayed for four nights two in san juan and two in vieques I switched it up a little bit this time because typically, as I mentioned, I had stayed in San Juan only and I had and even being more specific, I had been in Condado uh, on the on Condado Beach. And so which while it's nice, it was it was really cool this time to switch it up a little bit. Stayed at a Marriott property on Isla Verde when in, when I was in um, in San Juan and. But it was pretty pretty standard. Like not not much to write home about. Like it's it, you have beach access. You can you're eating on the property for some of the time. You can also you know go to the beach, get a bottle, kick it, you know do whatever. It's very very chill. Uh, but I, I want to be very very honest that the motivation for this trip to Puerto Rico was to go to Vieques because I had I don't know how I even found it and I told y'all how kind of how I scout locations like I the algorithm feeds me all kinds of travel locations and have you seen this place and this place and I, obviously I follow a lot of the travel handles and accounts that are geared towards everybody you know so I'm getting a a good mixture of different places and new experiences and things that I may or may not have considered. And one day this place called Finca Victoria just happened to enter itself onto my feed. And I was, I was, I was, my breath was taken away. I was just like, man, this is crazy. Like I have to, I need to go and see this. And I was like, where is this? And I looked and saw that it was in Puerto Rico, but it wasn't in Puerto Rico. It was in an island that was adjacent to Puerto Rico. And that was when I learned that Vieques even existed because I had no idea <laughs> that it even existed. And I understand that there are some, some folks who have, who have been, you know, years ago, but I think that's like, that's part of the community that exists within the the travel movement is that we are all gaining information and sharing that information and are encouraging other people to have those experiences because those are experiences that we did not know were available to us prior prior to that. So that was the main I was like I have to go. Like it's it's this close and I'm going to figure it out. I am one who tends to, I think the technical term is freestyle most of my trips. I typically plan about half and then just figure out the other half, no plan, just vibes. And I love that, honestly, because it allows me to meet people, to get the local perspective and to be able to figure out, have flexibility with my trip because, hell, if one day I want to go do something, I'm going to go do it. If I want to go hang gliding and I was supposed to go on a horseback ride that day, then screw it. I'm not going on the horseback ride. I'm going to do something that's, that's better and more exciting or just something that I want to do. Now it depends on who you're traveling with. Cause obviously people have different flavors, but for me and my house that works 
fine. So, <laughs> but before we go into the AKs, I'm going to to chat through that a little bit of an overview on what San Juan traditionally has to has to offer. Now, one thing, as I mentioned before, is that is that Puerto Rico is a diet, what I would refer to as a diet international experience, because you are very very intensely experiencing a different culture. You are just you just don't need a passport to get there, and I think that that's something that makes it a a really cool destination. That's one thing that I'm one episode that I'm going to have, and I'm going to translate into the YouTube, which will also be kicking off for the for the travel guides. But there will be an episode that will break down the top destinations that don't require a passport. So I know there's a lot of a lot of pressure on people now, relatively speaking, depending on like how much you feel pressure to get passports and to get international. However, there are several destinations that you can go to without a passport or while you're waiting on your passport and it you can get a an international light experience and Puerto Rico is definitely one of those. So Old San Juan is the main is the main area. It's really culturally rich feels like very much you know Latin American like you feel like you could be in a myriad of places um, you've got and there's a lot of food a lot of restaurants down there delicious restaurants I break those down in the in the in the episode that I'll link in the show notes dancing and then you have scenery scenery that is beautiful and that's highlighted by Castillo San Felipe del Moro and that is uh, pressed up against the against the ocean um, I'm not sure if it's the Atlantic Ocean or if it's the Gulf of Mexico. I'm going to say that it is the Atlantic Ocean. Um, however, it is pressed up against that that body of water. And the significance of Castillo San Felipe de Moro is that it it is one of uh, several remnants of the Spanish-American War, which uh, occurred in, 18, in 1898. And that is actually where we, loosely, with the, when the U.S., Acquired Puerto Rico as a territory, and where it changed hands from the from Spain and came under uh, U.S. rule. One thing that I did not know is that is that Castillo San Felipe was active was actively used in World War One and World War Two, and did not get officially retired and become a national landmark until the 60s, specifically 1961. That kind of blew me a little bit because I had been thinking that this was a relic from so many years ago and it had not been been used but it was actually you know as we are on the on the precipice of celebrating uh mlk the celebration of mlk's life who was assassinated in 1968 these events are not <laughs> like as far gone as we think they are and we have not made necessarily as much progress as we uh think we have but that's neither here nor there secondly there <laughs> there el junque el junque national rainforest is a beautiful i mean a gorgeous must-see destination you should definitely go do it there are various routes if you are ambitious it's a four-hour hike to the top however if you are not there are multiple waterfalls you do not need a guide it is a beautiful example of natural exploration you can jump you can you can swim in the in the bodies of water they're in this last trip 
I went to El Junque. I had a couple friends that were living down there during the during the pandemic, and Puerto Rico actually was a was a popular destination during the pandemic for people to. I almost called them expats, but it's not even that. But just people who were looking for a different change of scenery, go down and and visit Puerto Rico, San Juan, and just like live and be able to work remotely. Beautiful thing. Um, however, she took us around and. Where and and uh, I saw a different area of El Junque that I hadn't I hadn't seen before. It was more. It was it was definitely slick, less uh, of a of a well manicured path, but a unique experience nonetheless. And so that's that. There's a lot of variance in experience with El Junque depending on what you're looking for. Next, the bioluminescent bay. Bioluminescent bay. There are several within. The world, the bioluminescent bay in Puerto Rico was my first experience with the bioluminescent bay. And I will tell you that it is a very unique experience. It was a little bit underwhelming as far as seeing the organisms move in the water. And that's what it's supposed to be is there are like there are small organisms that when you dip your hand in the water and you kind of flick your hand, they will become agitated and they'll light up. And so the way it's propagated is you see like this magical glow and it, it, the whole water glows and everything. It is not that at all. So just to set your expectations, but what it is specifically in San Juan is a beautiful, tranquil experience. So you get into a kayak and it will, and you go down this channel and you're able to, once at the end of the channel, yeah, mosquitoes were tearing my ass up when, we, when I was on that. I ain't gonna hold you. I still remember that. But once you have been on this channel, you're 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 guiding your your kayak in the in the row with your with your group or in the line with your group. It opens up into this beautiful, breathtaking lagoon where the sky is clear. I don't know that I've ever seen a clear sky. You can see the stars in plain view. It is, you can hear a pin drop and it is gorgeous. And then that is where you are able to kind of float around the lagoon. And then they give you the the history and the story of the area of the bioluminescent bay, of its significance. And then they show you how to agitate the water so that you can see the organism. So all in all, it is a worthwhile experience. It is something that you can do in Puerto Rico, but it is not specific to Puerto Rico alone if you are thinking about the organisms as a whole. Next, you have the art that is deeply ingrained into the Puerto Rican culture. You can see that within it, pretty much everywhere. There's one um, that's in Condado that there are one district that's in Condado where you have there you have a lot of a lot of art. There's the iconic Puerto Rican flag that is painted on the side of uh, of this building that's in, that's in Condado Beach or is very close to it, and that is a a beautiful photo op which I will get to in the in the in the flick section of the of the episode. But that is something that that is very much ingrained into the culture. There's a lot of like political subtext in the in the art that you'll see in San Juan and then the beaches. So the beaches. This is a, a really cool beach getaway. Because one, because it's not as crowded as say like a Miami or anywhere in the states that you <laughs> that you would go to, and you can you can feel a little bit secluded while again still being in America. Your phone still works. You have full access. It is like being down the street. You can you are just not. 
main beaches that you should probably consider, the notable beaches, I would say, would be Condado Beach, as I mentioned, Isla Verde, which is where I was staying. And then you have there are several beaches along the along the coast and each has a different vibe with it that you have. You know, Condado and Isla Verde are pretty, pretty chill. Where, like I mentioned, you can get a bottle, you can eat, you can chill, you can just like kind of enjoy. You have surfer beaches like Iquita, that's um, on the venturing west from from San Juan, and then you can just. I'll leave it to you to go and just kind of check out some of these some of these spots. But there's there's a lot of different vibes that you can get with the with the beaches in 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 Puerto Rico as well. So that brings us to Vieques. Now, Vieques was something, as I mentioned, I'm not huge, a huge proponent of planning trips. I've planned enough, and then I figure the rest out. And, but Vieques was one where I didn't want to take any chances, just understanding that there wasn't a ton of time to, to be there, so I, I couldn't be messing things up, even though I tried my hardest to do so. But this was, I, and, I, and as I mentioned, like I researched heavily, still got it wrong. I rented a car when I got to San Juan, which was the best decision I made of the trip because it allowed for flexibility, which is was just was just super smart. I will say that renting a car, and I get asked this question a lot, like, should you rent a car? Should you not rent a car? I think renting a car is a is a is a toss up because for Puerto Rico, it was a great decision. I say I debated heavily when I was in Guatemala if I should rent a car. If I would have rented a car in Guatemala, it would have been the worst decision ever. Just given given the conditions of the road, how people drive, and how the city is. Um, is laid out, um, and not even, and even more so the city because we were in different areas. But I would say, like, just the way that the roads in general are laid out, it would have been very challenging for me to drive. I just I wouldn't have wanted to do that, but I wouldn't have known that, and I debated it heavily until and consulted several people on whether or not I should rent a car, and it, it was honestly some people were like. There were a couple of people who were like, yeah, the, mo- the majority of the people were like, nah, don't do that. And so I'm very glad that I went with with that recommendation. However, for Puerto Rico, great idea. As I mentioned, spent one night in Isla Verde, woke up early the second day and hit the road. And so it, during my research, I had seen that there was a ferry that would take you from Fajardo to Vieques and the... Um, but the but the, the the directions were a little bit murky, so I was just kind of like, okay, well, well, we'll just see what it is. Drive, get up, drive to Fajardo, which is about thirty-seven miles or sixty kilometers from San Juan. Get to the ferry, find out that the ferries are closed to tourists due to COVID. They're only open to residents. So I, of course, try to finesse it. It was not happening like they were asking for id which duh and i didn't have that and so <clears throat> i was trying to finesse it because the the tickets were dumb cheap like you it was like five bucks to 15 bucks is what i had I had seen in my in my research and so as i'm talking to them they're just like nah like you can't <laughs> you can't come in and so i'm just like well what's the alternative like what like I, i'm about solutions baby like i'm trying to figure out like what's what we gonna do and they were like, nah, there's a propeller plane that you can take that where you'll have to have to drive. I don't know. They they're only like five, four or five flights a day that will go to uh, to Vieques. 
who knows if they and there's like 10 seats on the plane who knows if they have availability like good luck to you so i'm like what in the world so i look you have to drive to saiba which is another which is about you know 10 miles 8 to 10 miles down the down the road so all in all it's probably with traffic you're looking at like I would bank for 45 minutes to an hour if you are driving from San Juan to Saiba. Get to the airport in Saiba, and I'm trying to talk to the to the people, and they're like, "Nah, bro, it's over." So I so literally I talked them into because they don't even do this for real. I talked them into a standby situation. <laughs> And I'm just describing it to them. I'm like, okay, well, we don't know if people are going to show up for their flight. We don't know if anybody's going to cancel. Like, take down my name, take down my number. I'm going to stay in the area and just call me and let me know. And they're like, okay, well, you can check back here in such and such time. And we'll let you know. I was like, okay, say less, say less. So I give them all my information because my phone works because I'm in America still. And then I went and got something to eat, I think. I think that was what I don't know. Something to eat, something to drink to drown my drown my sorrows. They don't call. Come back to we come back to the airport and then walk in and talk to the guy. He's like, Yeah, we got we got we got room. I'm like, yes. So the round trip tickets were about a hundred a person. Eighty they ranged from like eighty two to a hundred a person. Um, and so that's just a huge delta. Like it shouldn't take that long, specifically because or it shouldn't cost that much. Specifically because it's a seven-minute propeller plane to Vegas. Like, you are up and you are down. And that is literally it. It was it was very crazy. It was the fastest hundred I think I've spent outside of gambling. Like it was, it was very, it was very fast. Like you were, you were up and you were down, and that was pretty much it. But once you land, then you can call, I think I think we call it Uber, and that took us to Finca Victoria. Finca Victoria was breathtaking. Like you get you get there and when you pull up, it kind of looks like farm land a little bit. Like there's like there's a like it's like a, there's a fence that's blocking the property, but you're kind of in the middle of nowhere and you're driving up, you know, over the river and through the woods. Pull the car pulls up outside. You walk in and it's this vegan retreat like like you kind of walk down the property and then you show and then you you see this like this pool and this like clubhouse area and then they've got like the check-in and then there's like handmade goods and then you have the cafe that's in the back and it just looks like somewhere where you would go to get off the grid and not talk to anybody while also still having the ability to connect like it's just magnifique it was it was it was beautiful it caught is a bit pricey for People who are going, just winging it. You're looking at two to four hundred dollars a night, Dang. and availability is something that you should take into consideration because it is iffy at best. They have, um, I believe, about eight rooms or properties on the broader property, and these are it's it gives you like treehouse vibes. Like there are like many condos almost where you have many homes where you have the one that. The one that the one that I had and they upgraded, they upgraded me. So I, I am very appreciative of that. So we're at the top of kind of the of the property, right? And you have an outdoor shower, you have an outdoor kitchenette, you walk up the stairs and there's like a first level, which is a living room for all intents and purposes, with a bathroom attached to an ensuite, if you will. 
and then you walk up more stairs to the to the top floor and then you've got the the master bed which opens up and you can see the entire property is again very very tranquil you have the bathroom that's attached on onto there as well they have a mosquito net because the mosquitoes were definitely out they did not they didn't get me as much this time especially not as much as they did during the during the kayak but you you can never be be too safe and at that point especially when with covid being very a very new concept to or not a very new but a, still a new concept to people that was something that i was not playing any games with but all in all the the it was just like a beautiful environment even more so of it just being breathtakingly beautiful at a baseline level i could i could truly see people going to Think of Victoria, Enviacus, and just like not leaving. Like you could just roam around the property. There's not that many people who are staying there. So if you're down in the pool, which was a personal experience, you're down in the pool. There are other people who are asking you where are you from, like what's going on. It's very easy to make friends there. Very easy to to build relationships. You can drink with folks if you want. You cannot. It just depends on what you're really looking for. But it is it is a very peaceful environment the people on the property or the people who own the property they put on they have dinners that they uh, will invite you to that you can that you that are available to you there's dancing there are a lot of activities that are on that are on the property as well but aside from that you have the private pool it's what the property is walking distance from the beach there's beautiful scenery that you can walk to if if the, what's on the property is not um, is not sufficient enough and then Vieques more largely just has a lot to offer you've got beaches that are unique to the to the island in the black sand beach you have uh, Playa Plata you have uh, Playa Chiva as well and then you have Mosquito Pier which ventures out um, it is perpendicular to the to the to the island. It ventures out, and so you're just surrounded by water. It is like it's just it's really beautiful. And um, Mosquito Pier is is just a, a beautiful area that extends from the island. Has beautiful blue waters, and there are turtles that are there as well. So that's just something to it, once you once you Google it and you pull up the images, it is self explanatory. There's hiking on the west side of the of the island near the military bunkers, and then you also have Sun Bay and uh, Linea Luna as well. That are that are attractions that you can that you can go to and you can experience. So Vieques as a as a whole just has a lot to offer. And I would say, I mean, specifically, I would go back to to Vieques because it was just that chill. Like that feels like, oh, I want to go somewhere. I don't know where to go. Like I would go back to Vieques. And especially knowing like how to manage it at this point, like I think that it's a it's a lot smoother. This was the first time, this was a very vulnerable experience for me because I didn't have the answers. Like I didn't know where to find the answers. I just knew that I was trying to get to Vieques. I didn't necessarily know how, and I didn't know everything. My research did not prepare me for the for the for the COVID times, you know. And that's really what it is. Like you have to build in a buffer for basically fucking up and like <laughs> and being able to to figure out like okay, this is how I need to pivot. This is how this is what I'm going to have to change in order about the trip in order to still make it work. And I feel like 
you know, I'm big on travel crews and having like the right energy around you. And that's where I feel like that really comes into play is because if you are with the right people, they can make a situation like that work. And if you with the wrong people, you they can make you want to leave them <laughs> because that people who are adding stress on top of stressful situations not my people. Like that's not my tribe. If that that might be your tribe, that is one thousand percent not. So again, as we are wrapping up the main event, I would just reiterate that I would love to revisit. I would love to visit Puerto Rico again, specifically going to Vieques or Culebra, because if Culebra is anything like Vieques, sign me up. Sign me up right now. Like I will go. I will go tomorrow. I feel like. <laughs> That could be a possibility for MLK Day. That will, I would definitely be open to that. That would be lit. But I would also let y'all know or just continue to encourage you to make sure that you're checking the the updates with the pandemic protocols. Because while a lot of the information may or may not make sense, it is what you're signing up for if you are voluntarily leaving the country or leaving your home to go on a trip. So just... Overall, generally lead with an air of respect for, you know, basically not fucking up anybody else's trip. Because, like I said, y'all going to have to see me. <laughs> We're going to be two of the people fighting in the airport if if you get on the, on my plane and don't want to wear a mask and then my trip gets canceled. So just know that. That will do it for the main event. So let's get into where to get the flicks. I need to work on that title. Okay, lightning round. Where to get the flicks? First off, Finca Victoria specifically. There, it is riddled with areas for you to to get flicks. The ones that I posted to Instagram were taken on the on the property. I had my camera propped up and was able to because I was trying to get the entire. Uh, area, but I mean, you can. There are so many photo ops from there to the pool to just trees that are like areas on the property, just greenery, green areas. They have wooden showers where you can get where you can get the flicks off. There are tons of of pictures of photo ops on the uh, on the in the, on the property. Secondly. All the beaches that I mentioned, beyond the Condado Beach and beyond Isla Verde, which I mentioned are more traditional in nature, the Black Sand Beach is beautiful. And I admittedly did not get a chance to get there because we ran out of time. However, the Black Sand Beach would 1,000% be a great area to get to get some flicks off and there are also some of these ducked off coves so like as you're walking along the water there will be a a wall of trees that will have secret interests or, or not secret but you know just low-key interests entrances to the beach you can go in on those and you can definitely just have a full-on photo shoot and what, what's best about those spots like not the main spots is that no one will have your pictures so keep that in mind as well the bioluminescent bay this will not be a personal photo sh- photo op however i can only imagine just how beautiful it was and i did not get the flicks that i wanted but i could just imagine how dope that would be with a drone if you could get a drone shot to over the bioluminescent bay like in that cove at night oh my gosh like it would be it would be 
Next, the Old San Juan main attractions. And this is highlighted, as I mentioned before, by Castillo San Felipe de Moro. These, you have photo ops inside the, ca- inside the castle. You have photo ops outside the castle. You can stand on cannons. You can climb on the structure. You can get the angles that you want. You can get the water in the background as well. So it's really your world. You can figure out what you, what you want to do. Uh, moreover, in... Old San Juan, you've got the Umbrella Street. So the Umbrella Street is a is a beautiful photo op. This is on Fortaleza Street. You can Google it and you can see it. It is it is an um, it is a street where there are colorful umbrellas that are over the top of you. It is beautiful when the sun is out and it's shining through, and you can get uh, a great a great photo there. That'll that'll be great. You know, it feels like a thousand likes. And lastly, the Puerto Rican flag photo op. So there are a couple. There's one that is both of them are iconic. One is in, in Old San Juan. It is against an orange building. I know that sometimes they will paint it different colors. And then you also have one that is on Calle Luisa. That is the building that I could not think of earlier. However, the entire building is painted as a Puerto Rican flag with people dancing also depicted on it. That is a beautiful photo op as well. Now, that will do it. For Puerto Rico, that is the that is the download. It is definitely worth the trip, one thousand percent. Please tag the travel guides in all of your travel pictures to Puerto Rico and wherever else you go. As mentioned before, please follow me on Instagram at the Travel Guides at GQ50, Twitter at GQ50, TikTok at Josh GQ50. Listen, subscribe, review, and share the Travel Guides podcast. And that'll do it for another episode of the Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.